0: Hey guys! I love. I love. I'm Gabs, and this is my girlfriend, Soph. Hello. We are your hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast, where we hear all things
1: queer. We bring you the best of all the coming out stories—the good, the bad, the ugly, and the outright hilarious.
0: This is the content that we wish we had during our closeted years. So stay tuned for our weekly episodes.
1: I would sink a little
0: bit. <laughs> We've been spending way too much time together. We're one. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, no one asked you to sing, hun.
1: <laughs> Fuck you.
0: <laughs> Stick to your painting. All right,
1: <laughs> that I can do.
0: We've also been watching an unhealthy amount of RuPaul. Sophie yes. doesn't usually <laughs> last a whole film like she'll be gone as halfway through a film but with RuPaul she's like let's stream come on next episode next episode we're getting through like four episodes a night like without blinking well you know what else you meant to do so we've got season six from the US on the go and we've got the current UK series on the go is anyone oh, watching oh we just watched
1: season eight US oh as yeah well. we
0: finished season eight US um which was phenomenal um won't give away any spoilers. For anyone out there who hasn't watched, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It will change yeah, your life. Yeah. It's uh, great entertainment. But yeah, so we're watching <laughs> the UK current series. And if anyone is watching that, <laughs> which queen is that? Go on. Oh, I don't know. I, but, oh, I, I've been training you. I
1: don't remember names.
0: Alyssa Edwards. Yeah. I love that one. To be fair to her, we haven't watched series five yet. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which queen is that? I don't know. In our current I season. Know. Um in six i'll give you a clue oh it's, is it that spanish no, not, um
0: no that's fr- chica
1: <laughs>
0: cynthia yeah. from um series eight no i'm talking about we're watching series six. Oh, i don't know do you know what there'll be listeners out there like screaming down the phone it's this I one i don't remember the names okay do you want a clue the last name is a typical british animal that comes out at night fox yeah does it not ring any bells. Georgina Fox. Oh my <gasps> God.
1: Georgie Fox. Call yourself a fan. Courtney Fox. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what would your drag name be? Oh. Oh, what would it be? Wait, let's come up with one. The name of your first pet okay. and your favourite food. What, what's the name of your first pet scarlet oh that is a really good drink. yes
0: okay scarlet my favorite food that's a really hard question oh it's biscuit tea really oh no yeah. that's not food Ooh, wait it's really hard to be marmite
1: food. <laughs> scarlet
2: marmite
1: oh my god
0: just call me scarlet marmite <sighs> girls girls and boys gals pals and non-binary pals just call me scarlet marmite <laughs>
1: What <laughs> mine be? Got a rabbit and a guinea pig when I was younger. One called Tinkerbell and yeah. one called Lucky. So, oh my god, Tinkerbell's a good one. Mm-hmm. And my
0: favourite food? Yeast extract. No, what's it called? <laughs> oh, nutritional, nutritional yeast. yeast.
1: <laughs> oh my god, could I just have that name? Yeah. <laughs> nutritional yeast. No, no,
0: no. Nutritional beast. <laughs> oh,
1: <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nutritional beast. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Queer
0: Podcast. It's your gals, Nutritional Beast and Scarlet. <laughs> <Molle. laughs> Watch out for us on season three of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. <sighs> so stick with us. We're about to spill some more tea.
1: Oh, not as quite in sync,
0: but because my tea's gone cold. Yeah, because you've chatted shit for so long.
1: <clears throat> anyway, episode six with Jackie, AKA Lynx. She's a singer, songwriter, musician, currently living in Brooklyn, New York. And we mentioned her at the end of last week's episode to check her out on Spotify. And a few people got in touch saying that they love her music, which is
0: cool. She talks to us about what coming out meant for her and how it was growing up queer in a small town in the US. (laughs) I know. We then go on to chat about her music career and the inspiration behind our favorite songs of hers. Ooh. Just be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't turn from the mirror. yes Where is my record deal? Oh, I don't know, it's called. Cool.
1: <laughs> So, welcome to the podcast, Jackie, a.k.a. Links on Spotify. It's
2: nice to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, oh, it's cool, cool that, that we so linked, linked up, a... eh? Oh, uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're on here to talk to us about your coming out story, and then later on we'll talk a little bit about your music career, etc. Tell everyone
2: where to find you. So, yeah, you're happy about telling us where it started? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yes, I identify as bisexual. Although it's been kind of a journey recently, but I'll get to that. So I first found out that I could have been by when I was in my sophomore year of high school. I discovered *Rosen and Rosie. Oh, yeah, yes. Like... Just
0: for the English viewers, how old are you in sophomore year? Because I have no idea. Oh,
2: right. <laughs> sophomore year of high school, I believe you're like 14. No, you are 15 going on 16. Ooh, okay, so like cool. your last year, second to last year, maybe. Well, cause it goes freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, so it's like... Okay. I think, yeah, it's I think it's like f- between 14 and 15, 15 to 16, mm-hmm. depending cool. on... Uh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if that's late or early. I mean, it, it's all depending on when it's you are It's relative, isn't it? It's
0: different for everyone.
2: Yeah, it's different for everybody. But I had no idea really what being gay was, which mm-hmm. sounds weird. Like, when I was in middle school, which when I was from like probably the ages of like 10. Yeah, pr- actually when I was probably like 10 years old, there was an incident in my town where at the mall in the news, there was a gay couple, these two men who were harassed at the mall for holding hands. Oh God. Just holding hands. Oh God. And it made like the local news. Ugh. So all these kids mm-hmm. at my school were like poking fun and like talking about it because that's just how the world was nobody was there wasn't really acceptance back then as crazy as it might seem Mm -hmm. or feel right now but um oh yeah I'm from this little town called Lancaster Pennsylvania which is conservative still they did vote for Trump but you know yeah yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) see but uh anyway yeah so I remember learning about it and my mom actually said she sat me down when it happened and she told me and I'll, I'll never forget it. And I, I'm excited we can talk about this because now I can be like on the record in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: my mom, her name's Amy, she's a lovely person. Hi, and Amy. she sat me, <laughs> yeah, Amy, she sat me down and she said, Jacqueline, which is my name. She said, Jacqueline, we do not hate anyone for who they are in this house. Oh, wow. oh. And people who are gay, which you will learn, are just like you and me. And we love them, no matter who they are. That's amazing. It was like 6 a.m. before getting on the bus to go to school. And I was just Mm. sitting there like, yeah, okay. Like, I had no idea what it was. And now I look back on that moment and I can feel like, I could almost cry about it. It's just I know, I'm getting shivers just listening to that, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. And so I went to school and I was like, I don't even know what being gay was. There was this whole like thing about people talking about you know would people come out of the closet like what's going like it was almost like this new rumor started happening of all these kids trying to figure Mm. out who was gay yeah and I was never bullied for it I don't think that people thought that I was and then when I got to high school I actually switched schools and I started going to a cyber school which is just online learning Um, and then with that schooling I started going to performing arts school Nice. Nice. So I was able to start playing music, which is what I love to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get to that later. We will uh, indeed. Definitely. Yes. And so when I was in high school, I discovered Rose and Rosie. Yes. Watch out, Rose and Rosie. Yeah, watch out. (laughs) Soap and Gabs are in town. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, they're awesome. I still follow them to this day. Yeah. They're the best. They just posted a video of them having a baby. Oh, I know. I was so so excited. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I remember when they were first just, like, making videos of just kind of the meeting. Like, they, I discovered them when they had just, like, really started, I think, figuring out that they were making videos together. Yeah. Like, there was a few in the beginning where it was just random content. Yeah. But then they started figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I discovered Rose and Rosie, and I latched on to Rosie because... She had made this video about being bi, and I had no idea what that was. I didn't, I knew that I didn't only like women, and I knew that I didn't only like men, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't figure out what that was. Yeah. So then I found this like label, and I just did like a deep internet dive, and I was like, oh my God, like that's it. And I was terrified. Yeah. Because I didn't know what my dad would think. I knew that my mom would be okay with it Mm because i remembered that conversation and then the rest of my family had no idea so i didn't come out until i was in college Mm -hmm. uh my freshman year so it was like years later that i actually just came to terms with it for myself so fast forward when i was in college my very first semester it was kind of strange it was like i hid this whole part of myself for years and then i went to college and within the first three weeks i just came out to my friend in college wow i was like hey uh, I need to tell you something. And I like burst into tears because I had never told anybody. Wow! And I just said, I'm bi. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, okay. Like, that's <laughs> that's great. You, you don't need to come out, but that's great. Uh, like she had them on like Amy too? Yes. Maybe, yeah. I have no idea. But um, that's such
0: a cool response though. Like, you don't need to come
2: out, but cool. Yeah, yeah. it was like, you, you shouldn't need to. Mm. And I think about that a lot as like, yeah. Like, I hope that one day we get to a point where it's like, you don't need to come out at all. Yeah. Like it's just people are who they are, but I yeah. think for right now, considering like we're still fighting for it, I think mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I am this and that's okay. And then yeah. one day decide you will catch up. But um, yeah, that's like the first time I came out and then I came out to my parents and that surprisingly all went completely fine. I remember I told my dad, Well, I told my mom first over text because I, like, couldn't tell it to her face. I was trying for, like, (laughs) weeks. Like, I'd come home from school and I'd just be sitting there on the couch, like, ready, trying to wait for the moment to Mm -hmm. happen. And it just didn't, like, for weeks. I was just convinced that I wasn't supposed to tell her face to face. Yeah, I just
0: couldn't, like, get the words out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and so then I wrote out this whole, like essay of text she like came up to my room and she was like i don't know why you didn't think you couldn't tell me in person like and it was just so sweet and then i was so scared to tell my dad Mm -hmm. because i just didn't know his take on it or what he would think and he came up to my room and my mom then like told me earlier on in the day she said your dad he knows you have something to tell him but he doesn't know what it is and i was like okay And so I'm sitting up there doing math and I remember I was so stressed and he came up to my room and I was like, Oh no, I have to do my math homework. And I also have to tell my dad, (laughs) (laughs) two of the most daunting things. (laughs) I'm like so stressed out. Um, and he comes up, he knocks my door and I'm like, dad, can you wait like 15 minutes? I just need to figure out this problem. (laughs) No, I'm coming in right now. And he like comes into my room and he stands and he's like, okay, what is it? And he just, I know he knew. He just knew what it was he's just like just say it it's fine and i hugged him and i just started crying like just flat out crying and yeah like i didn't even have to say it he just knew Mm -hmm. and then oh my brother though this is actually a good story i had talked to my mom and my brother was kind of young at the time so i think she was tentative to introduce him to what that all meant how Mm -hmm. young are we talking he was i think Around 10 or 12 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he was like not super young, like not a toddler, but he was still like figuring himself out. And I yeah. think she was just like, hey, just like, we don't need to tell him yet. Yeah. So then I just kept asking her, I'm like, I need to tell him. Like, I'm going to start bringing girls home. Like, yeah. it's going to be a thing. He's going to need to know. And so we started watching that TV show, Sense 8. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's a yeah. great cool show. And there's a lot of scenes in that show that we, we just started watching it together. We had no idea what was going to happen. And there's like, you know, full on any kind of like nudity scene you could think of that mm. would happen. I don't know who's listening, so I don't want to like.
1: It's fine. No spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers.
2: But uh, yeah, so my brother would watch it with me. It was like our thing. We always found shows to watch together. That's oh, so cute. And He was sitting there just like we were watching one of the scenes and I remember I said, Hey, John, you know how blank and blank are together and blank and blank are together and they're the same gender? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what do you think about that? And he said, oh, I don't really know. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, I want you to know, like, I also would like a relationship that way and that's called being gay. And I said, but I identify as bi, so I would like either one. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, cool, okay.
1: Wow. That's a nice way of explaining it. Yeah, that's so nice.
2: Yeah, I think that like, I didn't really know how to just tell him, but I felt like that was a good way at a young age to explain it, like, Mm -hmm. especially visually, because they show so many kinds of relationships on that show, Mm. even like transgender, gay, which I thought was a huge step, for the time yeah, yeah. Came out but yeah, that's how I came out um, to my family, I still come out like yeah oh, yeah well, that's what I was a... going to
1: say because you know when we was talking about you coming on the podcast, you mentioned that you just really never stopped coming out and mm-hmm. you know it is something that I think that you wanted to talk about, wasn't it that in everyday life you, you're always coming out.
2: Yeah, I mean, my my girlfriend Charlotte and I, we just like you know, like I said last night we were snowboarding and we're just out there and we hold hands on the lift or we're like you know kissing or whatever but it's like even in those instances you can feel people like realizing oh they're gay like you can almost know that people are identifying it like when you walk down the street it's like your brain automatically goes okay that's a boy that's a girl that's Mm -hmm. a they that's a you know whoever that could be and then it's like, okay, that's a couple, that's a couple, that's a couple, that's a couple. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're waiting for that day when uh, people just look past as if it was just a straight couple. I know, yeah. Like, they don't, they're not
2: automatically like, vroom, oh my God, they're gay.
0: It's like you feel the side eyes, don't you? Oh yeah. You can feel <laughs> the glares.
2: It's intense. Where, where I'm from in Lancaster, uh, I recently just moved to New York last year. So yeah, a year ago, I, I was living in Lancaster And there it's, it's conservative in certain areas, but the actual city of Lancaster, it's quite small, but that's really accepting. But pretty much everywhere outside of there, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm pretty sure if I went to the mall today, where that first incident happened, Mm -hmm. that was in the news of two guys holding hands, I think that it'd be fine. Yeah. But like growing up, like, and I had girlfriends and we would go to the mall, I would stay away from holding their hand because I was so scared. Like, that was actually a pretty pivotal thing. I had dated, you know, this one girl who, she wanted the public affection, yeah. but I felt like so scared just mm-hmm. due to the fact of like, just knowing that people beforehand had made fun of it. Yeah. Just like yeah. at the mall or at this place. Like it was just, it was scary. Um, Cause you didn't know what people would do or say or.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it.
2: I mean, when you don't feel safe. Yeah. And it's not like I have, it's not like I'm a guy, like I'm a, I'm small. So it's like, I don't know. Somebody could like beat me up. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's horrible that that thought is the first thing that comes to your head in, in a lot of public spaces. Like, oh, can yeah. I can I be close to my girlfriend and hold her hand and give her a little kiss because I don't know who's around me and who's going to react badly to that. And it's right. shocking that to do such an innocent thing mm-hmm. is sparking so much potential fear.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh... Like here in New York it's totally fine. Like yeah. we will like go to a cafe and like hold hands and like I'll kiss her cheek or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's just so open and nice. But then I know that there's cities out there where there's like girls and boys and they's and thems who who can't yeah. just do yeah. where they're located and where they were born. Hopefully they can you know, either move somewhere else or be part of the change in their town. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think some yeah. places
0: have a long way to go. Yeah, Some communities yeah. and some places yeah. do have a long way to go in terms of acceptance and progression and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a shame that that still needs to happen now. But mm-hmm. hopefully one day there'll be a lot yeah. more places that are a safe space for people in the in yeah. the LGBT plus community.
2: Well, and you guys are making it happen.
1: We are. Oh, right
2: you yeah. are trying. <laughs> yeah. you're, nice. you're bringing forth... Uh, like, who knows, you could listen to this, but yeah. you're bringing well, forth, like, a platform. That's it. Oh, I geez. mean, I, I hope
1: that parents are going to listen to this too because what we've kind of gathered from this is that some parents that aren't bothered whatsoever, they don't make that known to the child, so they're still battling for years, maybe, yeah. with this in their mind, thinking, what, they're going to say, what, they're going to this, just because maybe their parent hasn't mentioned that they wouldn't be... They wouldn't be bothered or they'd love them the same. Yeah, even they need to it, be more in, like Amy. in the back Amy. of the mind, you might. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> yes, yeah, I... just more mums like
2: Amy. <laughs> yeah, like I had no idea what my dad would think, even to the point where when he was hugging me, I still like, when I mumbled the words out and just started sobbing, in that moment, I still thought that he was going to reject me. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Until he said, oh, it's okay. Like, don't worry. It's just, oh, yeah, and that was kind of it. Like, I think he, like, he's very supportive of it. He actually got me in his own way. He, he's very supportive, but he, for Christmas this year, he got me a bunch of like pride t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like, my pronouns are, and like he, I know that he doesn't know, but he's trying. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. He speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. Than,
0: that's so lovely. I
2: know, that really is. Yeah, I hope that like in a couple years, or however long it takes for COVID to go away, um, it'll probably be another year until we have Pride here again. Mm-hmm. But when we do, I'd love to bring my dad. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. I think he would love it.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Partying with parents, all the gays. My parents <laughs> <laughs> surprised me so much that they come, you know, I mean, I had a hard time coming out and that, and he wasn't very accepting at first, especially my dad. But the Pride, not the one just gone because that was canceled, but the one previous to that. They come and they surprise me. And it was honestly, oh, it was the best thing ever. That was like the, the most pivotal point in it where I was like, wow, they not only accept it, but they support it now. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible.
2: Yeah, my parents love my girlfriend more than anybody I've ever dated. Oh, oh my God, yeah. So yeah. They talk about her all the time. They're like, what's Charlotte doing today? How oh. is she doing? <laughs> when are you guys coming to visit next? Like it's a, yeah, they love her yeah it's great i i feel very fortunate and lucky to have a core community of people that accept Mm -hmm. me i've never had anybody like again like i'm i came out at a point in time where like you had so many youtube stars who were coming out celebrating you know ellen was already at her peak yeah and i just yeah i feel very lucky like i came out at a point where it was accepted and everybody around me in my community was accepted and i was very careful about you know certain things and then like i moved here and everybody like anybody could begin yeah you could yeah. be anything in new york or... anyone yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can be an extreme of like kind of being timid about it mm-hmm. to just like okay everybody like yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes that's the
0: best feeling
2: yeah it really yeah. is um Incredible. that's very welcome yeah. that's so about- good yeah mm. so that's how i came out
1: yeah maybe. Sorry, <laughs> oh, so uh, what would you say to your pre-closeted
2: self if you if you could give yourself a message right now? I think the message to my younger self would just be it doesn't matter who accepts you and who doesn't because mm-hmm. at the end of the day you have to accept yourself first yeah and yeah. once you do that the people around you will accept you no matter what
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's a really pivotal thing to say. A lot of people that we spoke to so far have all had that in common, you know, come out to yourself first. You are the most important person mm-hmm. that you need to come out to because that understanding and acceptance of yourself, I think will be a huge foundation to set you on your way for coming out again in the future to the people that you love and the people that you don't know. And
2: yeah, Completely. I remember the first time I actually physically came out to myself. I was driving back from school, and I was a I was a senior in high school at that point, so I had known about it, Mm -hmm. but did not accept it. I was like, I must be, and I I just don't know. And I remember I was driving home, and I started like picking out songs that made me think or like feel gay, because at that point, like I hadn't Mm -hmm. talked to a girl about it, so I was like, okay what are songs like i was listening to, like artists i had never listened to before like Katy perry yeah uh, i started listening to like robin i don't yes. know Luna, like all these like great artists who scream like it's okay and it mm-hmm. was like acceptance which was another big thing that was coming out mm-hmm. uh at the time ironically but i was driving listening to i think it was life in color by one republic mm-hmm because I was obsessed with that song, and it made me think of rainbows, and that was the only thing I could think of that was like, <laughs> yeah. like "Oh, you can't get okay. much more gay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was listening to that song, and I just remember I put my windows down, and I'm like driving down this like back road. It's called Intercourse, PA, ironically. Um, <laughs> if you called and, on the pun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people can look it up. It's just a small town. They sell a lot of quilts. <laughs> it's, cute. An Amish, it's an Amish town in Lancaster yeah. But yeah, and of course PA so I'm like booking it home from like an orchestra practice or something kind of dorky and I just like screamed the words in my car of like I am gay yes. and I felt like this huge release it was insane Whoa. and that was like the first time that I I would just like think about it over and over and over and over and over again like all day and I just said it and then it was like I could just do whatever I wanted to do. It was mm-hmm. like, it was done. I figured mm-hmm. it out. I solved the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that was when I came out to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be the thing that I would tell myself is just accept yourself first because it took yeah. me a long time to do that. Mm-hmm. And then everything else would just follow.
0: Yeah, It's yeah. it sort of paves the way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. as a musician and an artist and someone who, has had music play such a pivotal role in your life anyway, would you say that it contributed a lot in your coming out journey?
2: Oh yeah, oh my goodness, I mean the music community already is a pretty accepting community mm-hmm. They have a ways to go for you know women in music, but in terms of accepting people for who they are it's it's an art form, and I think art in general is very um inclusive, yeah. Which is great, and I'm a part of one of those communities in music. So, when I was figuring it all out at that point in time, I could just Google like musicians who were gay, yeah, and just blast their music and listen to what they were saying. Look up their artistry, who they were. There's a there's a lot of great artists um, who, at least at least at the time of me coming out were also just coming out. Like now we have Lil Nas who yes. came out as gay. So, he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. also part of the black community, which they need a huge voice in that, yeah. That's like yeah. one of the hardest things is being black and gay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know much about that community, but anyway, I can support it, I will. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, like he, he came out uh, last year, I think, or the year before. Like Troy Sivan was around <gasps> Love when I Troye was coming out. He was he was still really young, wasn't fully making music yet, but now he's just like a musician, artist, um, incredible musician. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I looked up to him. Like I mentioned earlier, like Katy Perry, even though she's, I don't know what she is, but no, she, I, uh, I think she's straight. But she mm-hmm. was supportive of it, and to me that meant a lot because it meant that somebody who wasn't, yeah. Um, yeah. Part of it was an ally, and I knew that that meant that anybody could accept it yeah. if they believed in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, she
0: kissed a girl and she liked it, so who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Yes.
2: laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think music definitely played a massive role in terms of being a listener. Yeah. Ooh, this was something I, I I think about once in a blue moon. Basically my music background is my mom had me playing the piano when I was like five. I was just practicing. And then the school I went to had us play the violin from age first grade. Like, so when you're six to about nine years old, you had to play the violin. It was part of the curriculum. And then so I fell in love with it. And then when I was about 12, 13 years old, I switched to the upright bass. And that led me to play the bass guitar and then the actual guitar. So when I started learning how to play the guitar, I started figuring out that I could sing songs and play them at the same time because it doesn't translate on the bass. But for some reason, when I started playing the guitar, it was completely different. Yeah, And I really enjoyed the process. And so I would pick out all these songs like uh, I Swear This Time I Mean It by Mayday Parade mm-hmm. or like random all time low songs like Dear Maria. Oh, my God. I started singing all these songs that I found that I liked singing the songs that guys wrote because it used the words like she or yeah. her or girl names. And I don't know, like when one direction released Olivia and it's like, I love I love a love I love, love Olivia. Yeah. And I like don't know an Olivia, but I was like, oh, I could sing this song forever. Because yeah. it's like me saying, I love a girl. And that was so like I would just sit there in my room quietly being like, and da and she said and <laughs> yes. like, I was just so like infatuated mm-hmm. with singing songs that had the word she in it yeah. and now I write that and I think that was a big part and it's like such a simple thing of just tweaking it mm. most Taylor Swift songs or songs that I would hear on the radio all had like and he said yeah. and then we went to this thing and he did this and I resonated with that but it didn't f- have the same like spark or effect on me as singing a song that a guy wrote that used the other pronouns Mm -hmm. and then once i was older and had already come out then there were more artists that started using that like (gasps) hayley kyoko was a a really (laughs) pivotal artist in at least specifically in pop music because she just like threw the word she Mm -hmm. all over the place yep um that girl's like girl's video though And then you have, like, Fletcher, who's killing it right now. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, she really is now paving a new way. And
1: yourself. Um, Yeah. I mean, honestly, listening to your music, it's like, oh, not only is it music for the soul, but, like, it's so relatable. And it's just so nice to listen to music like that. That is about girls written by a girl. Yeah. I love that. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I feel like I really just want to capture that almost like nostalgic feeling that I had listening to it and how it first made me feel yeah. when I started like writing songs about girls mm-hmm. and it was just like the 1975 has a song called girls uh, and I would just yes. blast that. yeah I yeah. love the
1: 1975
2: like, just, um I me too yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna ask then about our favorite songs and like where the inspiration behind that well, where you yeah, got the inspiration yeah, yeah. behind that. So, mine is Evergreen and Just Being Honest. Because I like the, I mean, they're a little bit more upbeat, aren't they? Whereas, Gabs, <laughs> you like the mellower ones, I think. But yeah, yeah. The more like
0: kind of songwritten vibes, like a goosebumpsy yeah. oh, cool. so back type of thing. So,
1: Evergreen and Just Being Honest, where's your inspo behind both of them? And can you talk a little bit behind them? Songs? Yeah.
2: So, um, just to catch anybody up, so uh, I'm Jackie, but I also go by the artist named Lynx, and I released uh a few songs on spotify the internet wherever you stream it but i have this song called evergreen and that one specifically is written about growing up to be the person you always are meant to be so i almost view life as like you have this path that's kind of already set for you and you have like choices or it's almost like a staircase Mm -hmm. more or less so like as you level up in life you're going up these stairs and it's already kind of set for you, but you can also change it in the actions and things that you do mm. and how you grow up and who you surround yourself with and things like that. Um, so evergreen, the, the cool thing about evergreen trees, and I learned this from my grandmother, she told me that evergreen trees are they are the only tree in the forest that stays green the whole year round. They're the strongest trees. Yeah, I love it. So I wanted to write a song about that and capturing how we as humans can relate to the tree of like, we can be the strongest version of ourself and never get rid of the green, which is, I guess, metaphorically, like the good parts of ourselves. So you can grow up to still have the innocence of a child or the... Like the laughter you had in your 20s and you're still like, you know, or like kindness. I don't know. It's like growing that. up to be the person you're, you were always meant to be and already are. Yeah. Yeah. So like just being a better version of yourself, basically, um, or the best version of yourself, but you already are that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like you keep that yeah. within you. Yeah. Yeah. You ke- it's already within you and it's just, you're growing up to like shine your light bigger. Yes, And I believe that's in everybody absolutely yes. yeah. Oh incredible song so, though oh absolutely thank you
0: <laughs> me too it's such a good yeah. message to spread as well especially to younger listeners and 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 that embrace who you are be proud of it and show yeah. it off love that you know shine bright like a beautiful
1: green evergreen yes, yes exactly yeah. <laughs> like one of my favorites a pine tree
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Gonna, they're yeah. very similar. I think pine trees also keep their greens.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're evergreens, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, so just being honest then that's probably
2: that's probably my favorite, I think. I do love that one too. Yeah. Just being yeah. honest, mm-hmm. I i really like that song. I resonated it with it a lot. That one is like it's kind of, I don't think a paradox is the right word, but it's kind of just about like when you're in a relationship and you want to say all of these things, either things are going bad or it's about to yourself. Like It can go either way. Like when I was writing it, I had this clear story in my head. But then as a listener, I I bring it in another way. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I wrote it, I had this specific scenario in mind about coming to terms with the relationship you're in that's not necessarily going the greatest. But you're like, I just want to say these things. And maybe this will be the last thing I can say. And it'll be okay. And we'll get through it together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But then I had this idea later on once it was already written and everything and I just thought wow it's like you're saying it to yourself too of like you know just being honest you're being honest with yourself finally as well so it can go both ways but I really like that song as well I wrote that one with this incredible producer his name is Keith Barron and he's also worked with like the Aces yes. which are a big LGBT group as well love the Aces are- oh my god he's awesome yeah he he helped produce it and uh yeah, it's just, Brilliant. I love that song. Um, we have a few others coming that are in that same Ooh. style. Oh, I yes. can't wait. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm so up. ready. If you like, just being honest, you'll like 2021. Yeah. Oh my God, oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> on then, Gabs. Okay,
0: so it was hard to choose favorites. It really was like, we've been <laughs> listening to you on repeat for a while, <laughs> Like uh-huh. really getting into it. But I would say my top two are Mirror. A Melody.
2: Oh, snap. Ooh, okay.
1: Well, yeah, the message behind Mirror of what I get from that is so
2: amazing. Yeah, I really like the message behind that. Thank you. Uh, That one is, I mean, it's straightforward, but it's not. In, in it, I say, I wouldn't turn from the mirror, which is a reference to this idea I had where... If I loved myself like I love you, if I saw myself like I see you, I wouldn't turn from the mirror. That's the line. <sighs> so that's the line. It
0: cuts deep, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's simply it's if you loved yourself the way that you love your best friend or your loved one or say you're like so close with your mom, you you love your mom endlessly, you love your best friend endlessly, your grandparents, and you see them and like I look at my girlfriend and I wouldn't change a thing about her. And yet I look in the mirror sometimes and I would change so many things about myself, Mm -hmm. but yet I wouldn't change a thing about her.
1: So Mm -hmm. it's
2: like, if I saw myself the way that I saw her, I feel like if everybody did that, we wouldn't have this Mm self-hatred all the time. And so it's like, when you look in the mirror, it's like, then maybe I wouldn't turn away from it sometimes. like. the morning like this morning i woke up and my hair was like all over the place (laughs) so my first instinct is like oh i don't want to look at myself yeah and yet she would look at me and be like oh you look so great today yeah you know it's so simple Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i want to ingrain it more so that's why i wrote the song yeah
1: i love that that message so much because self-love is so important it's so important to me and i've had like a bit of a journey with that and I can honestly say I love myself 100%. I really do. And like, it's not, you know, you don't say that in an egotistic way, but it's not like I love the way I look. I love this. It's like, no, I have love for myself. And I think that is the root for your, your confidence, your drive, your passions, everything, you know, and loving everyone else as well. I think that you can love people the fullest you can if you love yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because how, well, there's that saying too where it goes around where it's like, how can somebody love you 100% if you don't love yourself 100%? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if you don't love yourself 100%, you know, say you loved yourself at maybe 20%, whatever. That's very low. Low. That's very low. This is purely for example oh. purposes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: but, but there are people who, who do love themselves 20%. Yeah, I know. I so, know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, we'll go with the highest statistic because we like to spread positive vibes on Queer Podcast. Yep. <laughs> say you love yourself at like... 70%. Yeah. And then somebody comes along and they love you at 75%, right? You think, right. oh, amazing. This person adores me and this and the other. But there's still another 25% to go. Do you know what I mean?
2: And it's like, imagine what that would feel like. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you are already so happy with 75% love. Mm hmm. And then you later feel what 100% love feels
0: yeah.
2: like. Yeah, exactly. Like that 25% could make a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. And it's
0: like, uh, what, what's the film? I think it's the perks being a wallflower, a quote that, mm, that I carry with one. me. Yeah, wow. um,
1: yes. go on, what's the quote?
0: We accept the love we think we deserve.
1: Yes.
0: And I didn't understand it for such mm-hmm. a long time. And then one day it just clicked with me you know having the experiences that you have and the relationships that you have with different people and you think about that quote and you think okay I understand that now I'm not going to let somebody treat me like shit I'm not going to let somebody you know dictate things about me that are not nice or whatever so oh
2: that's a good one yeah it's
0: yeah I think that's why I mean I love the melody of mirror anyway but I think that's the main reason that it resonates so much with me is and it really of, makes you yeah, think doesn't it the lyrics are so powerful and I like that about like a lot of your songs like lyrics are you got so many songs these days that are just so lyrically uninspired I think and Mm. to find an artist who really writes from the heart and writes about real issues and writes about real personal things I just I just love that so much I I enjoy that music so much more so thank
2: you that means a lot Uh, yeah, I just also remembered in the beginning of it, I say the words, and I'd like to clarify it too, is like I say, we are born to bond, intertwined to survive. It basically means as humans, we are, and this is like, I don't know, maybe it's kind of dorky or nerdy, but <laughs> I kind of realized like as humans, like as beings, we're born to grasp onto each other. Mm. Like hugging isn't our nature. Um, yeah. Laughing together is in our nature. We actually don't know why we laugh. Yeah. Like weird, you know? Yeah. Okay, so humans were born to connect and to survive. We need other humans around us.
0: Oh, yeah. We're social human beings, social species and affectionate beings. Yeah, so I
2: wanted to introduce that in the beginning of the song of like right away as like you need other people around you. Mm. Therefore, because of that, you have to have confidence in yourself and love yourself and really work on that before... Mm. You can really allow people around you to accept you for who you are, which I think is a huge part of coming out of like, if you can accept yourself as gay, Mm. then people around you will accept yourself as gay because you are. Yeah. But if you don't accept it, then how can you, you know, expect anybody else to if you yourself Mm -hmm. don't accept yourself? Well, that's it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it's the same Mm. with like insecurities as well. And I think if you're insecure about certain parts of yourself, the energy that you give off like lacks that love in a certain place of, of yourself and I think people pick up on them insecurities as well and it, your energy just doesn't lie doesn't it? I yeah. think when you do love yourself 100% and you accept yourself as well mm. the confidence and the you know the radiant that you give off is incredible
2: yeah I think that's why a great artist right now who's doing like body positivity 100% Is Lizzo. Yes, I knew you were gonna say say that. (laughs) Oh my god! Like you talk about, she just uh, she just poked at a trend recently where it's uh, it was a trend on TikTok where girls were being like, bodies that look like this also look like this. Yeah, which is, I believe, an okay trend because you are showing like what your actual body looks like and you're proving that hey, like just sucking it in, like don't think that that's reality because this is Mm -hmm. reality. But Lizzo did a video and she was like, bodies that look like this also look like this. Mm-hmm. And it was just like normal body, like her body just as it is and not sucking yeah. anything and not doing anything. Just like, this is my body and I love my body. Yeah. And she, I think just she's an amazing advocate for body positivity no matter what you look like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's great.
2: Yeah.
1: Go on then. Go oh, and Melody.
2: What was, what was oh. the second song? Melody? Yeah. Yeah. Melody. Melody. Okay. That came about when my girlfriend and i we were dating i think we were maybe four months into the relationship we hadn't like even really determined the relationship at all we just basically we say that we we met on tinder actually we just met up the first date and just never stopped hanging out that's (laughs) like basically what we say because we really didn't we just started hanging out and just never stopped (laughs) and yeah. So she asked me for Christmas if I could write her like a lullaby to go to sleep to. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I just thought, oh, well, that equals a love song. Yeah, We haven't said I love you. We haven't even said that we're girlfriends, which we actually did it backwards. We said I love you before we actually said you know, <laughs> my girlfriend. Yeah. So it was like Christmas Eve Eve. And I showed her the song and we just both started crying, basically. Oh. Um, it was it was a really nice moment, but I wrote the song for her and yeah, but I had this idea in my head about it being like, she wanted a, like a lullaby. And so I was like, well, you're my melody. Like I wanna oh, be- I love that so I much. wanna be- Oh God, yeah. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't cry yes. so you're doing you're doing well like <laughs> this
0: emotional bits Thank going you. on right now
2: <laughs> um, I, I played it at a few shows and it it's crazy when you like look out into the crowd and you just see people like in the back just like sobbing or crying after they were just like with their hands up yeah. um, jamming out it's it's a weird feeling um, I love it but yeah it's crazy how impactful music can be and it was many, yeah. it was cathartic for me too because I think that at the time In the relationship it wasn't moving quickly or anything in that sense it was just very intense and i knew that she was going to be special to me whether we were in a relationship or not because at the point we were just like constantly hanging out Mm -hmm. and I knew that I loved her, and I think she knew that she loved me. We just hadn't said it.
0: Scary saying it the first time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. song basically showed that, or,
2: or told her that. Is yeah. that right? Because yeah. they're
0: saying that you love someone, and then they're showing it, and both are yeah. so intense in different ways. Yeah, it
2: was a very intense moment. Well, it's already hard enough when you show somebody a song, and you're just like sitting there, just like, what do you think of it? Yeah. You listening to the words, and me just sitting there like, oh my god, I hope she doesn't like storm out (laughs) because all she asked for was a lullaby (laughs) and then she got this um and I originally wasn't going to release a song that was the whole thing I was like nope this is the song it's for you and only you Mm -hmm. and then I think she showed it to her family and I was like why would you do that (laughs) oh my god because I was so worried that they were now going to like judge me based on this love song and I was Mm -hmm. so embarrassed but then they all loved it because obviously it was me like professing my love for their daughter yeah which i don't know what parent wouldn't want that i guess now looking back at it yeah yeah i don't know it it just came from like i guess pure love and nothing other than that oh that's amazing well, i'm so glad oh. that you released it me too for like <laughs> we can
0: feel it when we listen i know it's like such oh. an emotional little sap like myself I'm yeah i just like tearing up <laughs> looking at sophie like oh my god i love you so much
1: <laughs> i'm like get evergreen on <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Well, amazing. So people can find you on Spotify then or wherever they get the music from and it's Lynx, L-Y-N-C-S. Yes. Yep, got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. I think really empowering messages from your story and Mm -hmm. your music is gonna just have so many positive and again, empowering messages for, for future listeners and people who listen now. And I think I'm just ready for the Fletcher and Lynx collab. Oh my God. Or Haley means- Kiyoko or <laughs> Troy
1: Savan. I'm ready for yes. it. I'm so ready. <laughs> We're ready for Lynx 2021. You've already yeah, got us excited it for it. <laughs>
2: well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This was awesome. Thanks for coming yeah. on. It's been
1: a pleasure. Yeah. It really yeah. has. I'm
2: glad that we could like, share our stories and everything. Yeah. Like
1: and not only have people come away from this with a great story, also great messages from you and great advice. And a new artist to listen to mm. check her out you won't regret oh, it oh
2: man it's a triple whammy it is it is <laughs> yeah. we're
1: spoiling everyone I
2: know. <laughs> thanks guys
1: well what a good episode I, I think so lovely to talk to jackie aka lynx <laughs> yeah i know what a cool girl yeah defo hit her up on spotify because honestly We're not just saying it, her music actually is so good. we've been singing it along all morning, haven't we? (laughs) We'll come back, just being honest. (laughs) No, it really is. It's like, I mean, I don't know if if she wants me to compare it to other artists, but I would say Maggie Rogers meets Halsey. (gasps) That's the vibe. I don't see how she could complain about you comparing her to those two. Okay, good, because, yeah, that's how I see it anyway. And nice chill beats. I like that. With real lyrics. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting at the start when she was talking about figuring out herself and that she's not only attracted to men and not only attracted to to women, Mm. but she didn't know what to call that or what that was. And it's like, you know, as much as we think, oh, don't label yourself. Like labels are so important sometimes and like people really look to grab onto that label to identify, don't they, you know? Of course, I think labels
0: carry connotations of negativity and positivity at the same time Mm. when you look at a label in terms of an identifier for yourself I think they're really important because they can help you understand who you are they can help you almost not categorize yourself as such but if you find comfort in a certain identity yeah that I think will help a lot with personal growth it definitely did for me anyway but then when you think about the negative connotation of labels when people label you. when Yeah. Yeah. That's almost a case of, well, I'm much more than my label.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's and It's weird, difficult, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I think there's a fine line between the two and it's difficult to... It's so hard because labels are so important for self-identification, like you said, mm-hmm. and sometimes self-acceptance. But at the same time, if another person starts to define you solely on that label... That's when it's arising the argument of, well, actually, no, I'm much more than that. Yeah. Don't just define me as the lesbian or the
1: gay. That's it. You are not the label. Yeah. You can put a part of you in that label Mm. or you identify with that label. Like, the label's not you. You just identify with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting when she said that. I was thinking, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but before I came out as gay, I was bisexual for a long time. (laughs) I was... (laughs) battling with being a lesbian like my my whole childhood. So then I went from very straight to absolute massive dyke (laughs) within the space of a a day. Yeah, just
0: woke up one day and you're like, nah, I'm I'm a complete raging homosexual. Well,
1: honestly, it was, I took a seat in uni in my first year of uni and this lesbian walked in, not really like my type now because she looked so gay at the time, Mm. but I just went, oh fuck. Like, oh fuck, That's a- <laughs> I know what's going to happen yeah. and that actually did
0: happen. <laughs> I call that my oh shit moment. Yeah, yeah. My oh shit moment was watching Coronation Street and watching Fair and Shan have a kiss. <laughs> One of my few oh shit moments, but I looked at that and I thought, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, shit. <laughs> I... I want that. Yeah. It's
1: like, you know what, where's that label? I need it. Where (laughs) is it? I'm grabbing it, you know what? Stick it on my head. (laughs) Join us on the next episode when we've got our first couple on the podcast TikTok duo, Rosie and
0: Lee. (laughs) Woo!
1: No, it was a funny chat. It was, we had
0: a good laugh. Yeah. We also talked about some very important things, and their stories are very unique and profound, and good, good content.
1: Yeah, good yeah. to
0: listen to yeah. while you're having a brew.
1: <laughs> yeah, see you next week.
0: Can't wait, love. See you, love. We'll
1: tell you one day why we say this.
0: We will, if if people are interested. Yeah,
1: this is how we answer the phone.
0: I love to each
1: other. Yeah, I love. And every time we, every
0: time we leave each other a voicemail. <laughs> All right. Oh. I'll see you <laughs> it. It makes gross me out. <laughs> uh. Bye. Bye. Well, Join us next week uh oh. next episode. Well, Join us on yeah. Join
1: Wait. us on the next episode. What? Oh. Okay. <laughs> We are back with episode number Fuck. <laughs> Who is an art
2: and a singer songwriter? <laughs> oh, fuck, go. Go, stop. <laughs>